You are listening to The Path Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Path Podcast. Nathan here with uh, Tawny, and Ott can't join us today. He's had a scheduling conflict, but Val's filling in. Val's back again. And Tawny will introduce our special guest. I'm really excited about our special guest tonight. Thank you, Nathan, and thanks for being here tonight, Val. But, and thank you, Maxwell. Hi. Say hi, yeah. <laughs> so it, by way of introduction, Maxwell is a really special guy. He does a ton of trail work. He's super passionate. I, I would say, even though we don't always spend a ton of time together, I really count Maxwell as one of my best friends. And I Ditto. think... I think most people who know Maxwell pretty well would probably say the same. Like, he's just one of those guys. Um, You know, just honorable, tough, stubborn, loyal, strong, like, super positive. And and Maxwell's one of those, like, secret philosophers where he he just seems like a normal guy who works in a warehouse. And then all of a sudden, he, like, says a few words. And you're like, whoa, you've been thinking about that. So, thanks for being here, Maxwell. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, so before we get, we, I got a bunch of Maxwell stuff that I want to bring up, but first Val's going to do some shop news. Oh my gosh, we have so much going on at the shop, right, Tony? Tons. I feel like March is super awesome and super busy. So if you're looking for things to do, um, kicking off March third, Sunday, next Sunday. We have a advanced, an advanced skills clinic in conjunction with Nanda Adventures. and So Sunday the date. What's that date? March 3rd. Great. Yep. And that is going to be awesome. The last I heard, there was only two spots left. Um, that will be a great day. We're going to have PATH staff and race team members out there leading um, participants from station to station in the Oaks. Hopefully, shoots trails. Hopefully, they're open, open again by then. Yep, but that's a great clinic um, for targeted towards um, intermediate, advanced riders. Um, and then we've got—I'm doing this in order uh, by date. And then March 12th, we start our Path to Modern Mountain Bike Clinic and Ride Series, and it's targeted towards. I don't want to say beginners, but people who are wanting to learn to ride, but maybe also people who have taken a long break and the technology has changed so much. They want to brush up on their skills. They want to get back into it or they want to upgrade their bike and they just don't. It's been maybe, you know, 10 years or something. And so much has changed even in the last three to five years that they want to come and learn more about all the cool stuff that's happened. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking about a category of person we hadn't thought of that might come. And it's like, what about that person who maybe they've been riding for a year or two or even more, and they're like a pretty good rider, but they kind of just jumped in head first, and maybe they skipped some steps and maybe didn't learn some fundamentals, totally. and they want to start over. They want to rewind a little bit and learn some fundamentals where maybe some of maybe their fitness or their or certain skills are past some of their other skills. I don't know. Totally. No, and, and it's so true. So many of us, I know when I started, I got thrown onto a bike at the top of Post Canyon and Hood River on these wicked steep gnarly moto trails with a bunch of dudes and they're like, just go down it. 
And mm. that's how I learned to mountain bike. So I think that there's a, a lot to be desired sometimes when it comes to showing someone how to ride. And you do skip some steps a lot of the time. So I think that's a really great point, Tony. And yeah, there's a lot of those people who can totally hang on a ride but still don't really look comfortable on the bike. Absolutely. So honestly, any clinic situation, I feel like anyone can learn something, can always take away something you've never heard or seen before or even thought about. So we welcome pretty much anyone to come to these clinics. March 12th is the first one, and we're doing three in-store clinics covering a variety of topics, kind of a progression, ground-up style um, clinic, everything from bike anatomy all the way up to we'll be, you know, changing a flat and repairing using tubeless tire plugs by the time we go ride two weeks later. So we're going to take it to the trails and really work on some skills as well. So it's building a knowledge base and then building skills in on a trail setting. And we'll move it around to different locations in Orange County. So stay in the loop on social media for this because we'll be posting – more specific stuff as it starts to get closer but we're going to do 25 bucks a clinic and 60 for all three and that can be applied towards the purchase of a bike or if you've bought a bike from the path or are going to buy a new bike from the path soon that can be applied towards the clinic so yeah basically if you're doing the click on clinic on a bike you bought from us we'll comp your entry and if you do the clinic and then buy a bike from us we'll credit you your entry fee Yep, exactly. That's pretty sweet. So if someone's interested, what should they do at this point? They They say, I'm in, I want to do it. They can email me. Okay. Um, That would be probably the best way, but they can call the shop as well. So whatever folks are comfortable with, um, hit us up on social media. I get Mm -hmm. tons of messages on social media, and I respond, try to respond right away, so I can provide details there as well. Val at thepathbikeshop.com, V-A-L. There we go. So that's that. Um, and then we move into our Path Bike Shop demo fair, which is March 24th. It's a Sunday. And we've got, what, six or eight bike brands on board? I don't know how we're going to fit them all in. <laughs> we have we a will. lot of bikes. We're going to have uh, between 100 and 200 bikes, probably closer to 200 bikes available for demo. Wow. Yeah. So multiple brands, and then we're supplementing with our demo fleet, which is significant. Um, yeah. I'll list a few of the brands at the risk of forgetting some. Yeah, no. So Giant, Santa Cruz, Rocky. Rocky. Um, Pivot. Um, who else? Um, Norco, I believe, is coming. Awesome. Salsa. Um, I feel like we're forgetting some. Yeah. If we sell them, they're probably coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Kona. Kona. Kona oh, is going nice. to make it. Kona, awesome. Santa Cruz. I, yep. I thought That's they weren't awesome. going to make it. Yep. Yep. I would not have forgotten Kona. I yeah. miss Kelly Steelman. Kelly Steelman's the man. Yeah. We could probably hit him up and go for a ride maybe up in his area. Yeah. Yeah. Central California, like Santa Barbara area. Yeah. So lots of bikes. Um, we also have some P&R parts, sorry, component brands and nutrition brands coming and a nice variety it's gonna be a big day we're gonna have music and food and lots of bikes and it's gonna be kind of a festive atmosphere 
and lots and lots of bikes to ride. Yep. More details on our Facebook events. Um, if you go to our Facebook page at the Path Bike Shop events tab, we'll be filling in more details as they come come available. And um, what else? We'll have group rides, music, food, entertainment, bring the family, hang out all day. We'll have a raffle. We've got lots of swag stuff. Really cool stuff donated actually already. So. I might have missed it. What shop location? Live Oak. It's Live Oak. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yep. I'm stoked about that. And do we know, I guess we'll, we'll make sure, you know, O'Neill Park Trails are open hopefully by then. Yeah. yeah I'm sure I they know. will be. It's a ways off. So, yeah. We got a month. So. There's, there's some other ripper trails. Just if you go like down the wash, um, under the Santa Margarita Bridge, and then go up to the bike path. There's a water tower that have like little like kid built downhill ripper trails. Huh, I think there's one trail. Is that what's called waterworks? Yeah, waterworks. That's no, it's it's not as far as waterworks. It's um so like you know the there's the wash that goes the Tribuco Canyon wash right. Yeah, and that goes out to that main Antonio Canyon thing, but right. When you cr- pass under the bridge, you you have to climb up to the bridge some or to the top. There's a couple of ways to get up there, but then on the uh, on the far side of the bridge, on the Santa Margarita side, there's some trails right there. It's like eye shot of the bridge. So being on trail forks means they're legal in theory. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, the, the trails that I know are not legal are not, as a rule, on Trail Forks, right? Like, yeah, I think yeah. Trail Forks has, it, it's my understanding the way that they work is they have, like, local representatives that help vet out their area. So, hmm. I think it's... Maybe legit. you'll have to show those to me, or I can find them, maybe. I think kids build them, they got, like, they're like little ripper downhill trails. Like, so one-minute like, runs kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, but some of them have, like, little drops and jumps and stuff, and so if you're demoing a ripper bike... Sounds rad. Just saying. Good tip. There's there's lots of little nooks and crannies back in there too. Like muffins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or in English muffins specifically. So get your point. I mean, honestly, like if you've been to like uh if you were thinking about going to one of the big demo fairs that cost a lot of money and are going to have like even way more people, you should just come yeah. to this and maybe like book your ticket now to come to SoCal. Yeah. Totally. Lots of Airbnbs here, hotels, amenities everywhere. Have For any sure. of Camping. you guys been to like across the, um, the Sedona yeah. Bike Fest or any of these big demo events? I haven't been, but I think there was a Sedona Bike Fest like this last or weekend, like I think. Bike or what, I don't know. I've been to Fruit of Fat Tire Fest. And okay. I feel like maybe one more, but never, never outer bike. Unfortunately, I've heard great things. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm super stoked. Pivot's going to be there because I know we've talked about it on the show, but for some reason I was like perusing the interwebs, and yeah, the new pivots are like rad. Like this, like the Big Bird. You mean and the, <laughs> the Big Bird and like the new four two nine trail? That's like the Geo's been updated and it's a ripper. It is a ripper. That's a that is a sweet bike. I rode that bike on like Ahab and those trails at the launch, and I was really impressed. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I I was in Phoenix this weekend, and I didn't realize that the Pivot logo is basically the city of Phoenix logo. And I'm like looking around all the street signs. I was like, man, Pivot sponsors 
everything in this town. I was like, look, they got their name on the bus, then the street sign. Oh, man. Are we through shop news? Um, not quite. Sorry. Should I go back to? Nope. Okay. Continue. Um, and then we have um, our spring sale. Tawny, you want to talk about that one? Yeah, it's usually our biggest sale of the year. Um, once in a while, our fall sale edges it out. We only really have two store-wide sale days a year. And that also is going to be a big party. I think Smoked Barbecue is going to be there again, and Tustin Brewing Company will supply a keg again, and we'll have probably who knows what sorts of games and sport and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the sale where we kind of get, like, whatever is left from 2018. Um, like, if if you like flip stuff on the internet, you should go to that sale. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, But, and also like, if you're that person who waits to like buy some socks for 60% off that have been there for too long or gloves or something like that or whatever it is, you know? Oh, awesome. I got a coworker who just got a mountain bike and he's like, where'd I get, I'm going to send him this way for helmet and gloves and stuff. Oh, totally. Awesome. That's March 31st, Sunday also. So it's a week after our demo fair, which was not an accident. Nice. Try it and then buy it. Yeah. If you need to think about it. I mean, you can buy it that day, obviously. But if you need to sleep on it. Um, And that's at our Tustin store. So the sale. Thanks, Val. Yeah. One more thing, quick thing, is our women's rides, yay, are starting back up after the time changes, uh, March 27th. Wednesday, March 27th. So, ladies, I want a big showing here. So, hit me up for details, requests, where to start it, etc. Kim, and, Kim and I will be charging with that one. Nice. Val at thepathbikeshop.com. Correct. Does this ride have like a general tone of like mileage, elevation, difficulty? Yeah. You know, in the past, when I've been on it, I mean, I won't lie. It's a shreddy ride. Like, there's some speed, and it's it's great. It's awesome. It kind of maybe fits that sort of intermediate advanced level, but it's a no-drop ride. So whoever shows up, great. We will accommodate. As, and as a ride leader, I definitely will adhere to that. But for, you know, it's really for anybody. But we typically do, you know, we'll do the luge, so seven to eight miles. We'll do... All the parks, basically. We move it around. So that mileage can vary depending on how fast the group's moving. If we're moving fast, sometimes we do add on, you know, extra mileage and extra bonus trails, bonus climbs and descents. So it kind of varies, but I'd say the max is probably 12 miles. I wonder if we could ever get Lacey Maxwell to go. (laughs) Your daughter? Lacey Maxwell. Come out of retirement, Lacey. Lacey Maxwell is going to make me a grandpa in May. Congratulations wow. to Congrats. both you and Lacey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think she'll be riding a mountain bike anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe she'll. Maybe it'll be that baby doping thing. She. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> We've talked about baby doping before on the show. Well, Larissa talked about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was mostly Larissa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were fun days. Lacey, Lacey would. Lacey's training consisted of doing the Sunday shop rides. So for the listeners, Maxwell's daughter, Lacey, used to ride on the Sunday shop rides. And uh, 
Hold it like you're going to talk right down the barrel of it, Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> so Lacey's daughter, Maxwell, used to co- or Maxwell's daughter, Lacey, used to come on all the shop rides, and she would regularly I, – I don't know if it was called chicken dudes back then, but she would take chick dudes left and right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On, like, gnarly descents and on climbs. One of the best ones was we were riding Drunken Sailor, and there's a rock slab. So this is, like, a maybe 13-year-old little oh, she girl. was she was – 12 when she was the youngest female finisher of the counting coup. Yeah. She still holds that record as far as I know. And for people who don't know what that is, that's a 35-mile ride. No, it's 46 miles, 8,000 feet in the Santa Anas. Wow. And you get a beaded feather. Yeah. (laughs) And a meal. My beaded feather's up in my workshop. I'm proud of it. I don't know where mine went. I've got four of them, be it two, two, two for the VQ and one counting coup and one seek the peak. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, she, she, she rode, she rode up to it. She, she used to follow me down. And if she didn't feel comfortable on something, she would stop. I would stop at the bottom after I rode it and I would tell her it's fine. If you don't want to ride it, if you, Oh no, dad, I got this. I just want to look at it first. She'd walk back about five yards and came through all the guys that were standing there and rolled down that thing and like it was nothing. And this is probably, to people who haven't ridden Drunken Sailor, it's probably, I don't know, like 15-foot rock roller that looks like it's fully vertical when you're at the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got a nice transit. Well, you yeah, it's nice smooth. It's not, bottom, if you yeah. let it go, it just rolls. But it definitely looks like death if you're not used to big rock rollers. <laughs> I Pat Burton slid on his ass on the way down. Yeah. Nice. Hi, Pat. Bobby. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's rewind a little bit. I want to hear about um, the Inception story. Like, how did Maxwell become the Maxwell that we know? Because when I first met you, you were kind of a different Maxwell. Um, I mean, you're the same. I've, yeah, I've pretty much always been the same. I think you had a different You didn't pers- smile as much, the- I don't think. No. No, well, I didn't smile as much three years ago as I do no. now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back then, let's see. You seemed a little scarier, but maybe that's. I just was a little I, scarier. Maybe I just know you now. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still, I'm still pretty good at intimidating people yeah, if yeah. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Maxwell's not a small dude, if you can tell by the voice. <laughs> <laughs> he's big and he's strong, and he looks like he's probably X something. Yeah, it no, turns out it's ex semi pro football. Yeah, but, but football. I was, that was when it. I met him, I was thinking like military cop. Like. That was the flat top hairdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That oh was my even. God, he uh, had a flat top. Oh yeah. <laughs> You'll probably see a flat top on Maxwell again. He likes to do no, that. From t- no, no, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I live. I like to live life on the edge, but my Annie wouldn't want to see me in a flat top. Ah. She's already let me know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I think, let's see, my first visit into the shop, we were in 101, and there was a couch and about four frames, and you and Carl, and then the artist guy. I can't remember what the artist's name was. Um, big white dude. Well, I don't know if he was big. but mm-hmm. um, There were a few artists that helped us with some stuff in the beginning. I'm yeah. not sure. There was Paul, Paul Brown, and there was Sean Barnhart. Might have been Sean. Yeah. Yeah. He, he Sean drew the path logo that you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think maybe Paul might have had a hand in that as well. Yeah, 
They were both like um, artists from the surf, skate, snow world. Right. That I knew from childhood. Uh, I had bought a bike, uh, GT Palomar, from Orange Cyclery. And brought it in there for a tune-up, and he, you told me I needed to get a real mountain bike because I was already uh, kind of. I was young and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Well, I was already kind of twisting things up too. But uh, let's see what I took it back. So this was probably nineteen, twenty years ago. Probably twenty years ago. At this oh point. yeah, it was. Uh, it, the was path was probably six months old. Yeah, you ago. had just opened. Yeah, yeah. So four hundred and eighty square foot shop. Yeah. Yeah, I brought in a giant warped. About the size of the room we're in now. The the giant warped was my real mountain bike. <laughs> oh, right. So you can't, So I told you to buy a real mountain bike, and you came and back I with came a back giant warped. I came back with warp. a giant warped. I, I ended up killing that bike. Uh, <laughs> and you put me on a, a, G, a, a Jamis Dakar. That seemed to do you pretty well, but you broke some I stuff. Broke it, I broke it on Bell Ridge. Probably the change day or the... It was the uh, down tube. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Bell Ridge, my first ride on Bell Ridge. Oh, wait, we got to back up. So my first shop ride, Sunday shop rides, we were closed then. Nobody, nobody worked oh, on ca- Sundays. So just, Mac, I just want to point out, Maxwell refers it to, he calls it we because he is one of us, even though he never, he's never been on the payroll. No, no. Never needed any money. <laughs> not, not to He's keep always coming to the shop. And been part of the scene, though. Yeah, I think I think my unofficial title has been shop ambassador. Yep, I think that's uh, what somebody coined me on years ago. One of the original shop ambassadors. Yeah, yeah. And I have I still have the first Path Race Team jersey that I painted in my garage. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back that to was the first... on a Zoic, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so first past shop ride, we're standing around the parking lot, me and, uh, Andy that I worked with, uh, he, he's the one that got me riding mountain bikes. He was like two weeks ahead of you in mountain biking or something. Oh, he's about a month. A month. Yeah. Okay. He had a ProFlex. Yep. Yeah. ProFlex animal. Right. And, and so my first shop ride, Tony tells me, yeah, we're going to go do Harding to Joplin. And I said, oh, what's that like? And he goes, well, it's a nine-mile climb. I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a nine-mile climb. So me and my uh, giant warp were climbing Harding, thinking I was going to die. And every time I would come around a corner, you guys would be stopped and waiting for me. And we got all the way up to four corners eventually, and I was done. I was still working graveyard, working graveyard back then. And had worked Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, I was toast. So I you're, was, like, maybe 3,000 feet of elevation or so into the climb. Like, well, that's got, a pretty gnarly first, yeah. first long mountain bike ride on a giant warp. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you think you weighed? Oh, I was I was probably 225. Oh, you were pretty pretty fit back then. Yeah, I was still... I, I mean, I'm 220 now. Yeah. So I was probably 5 or 10 pounds heavier. But I wasn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> you were younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was good. You guys got me hooked then. You and Carl. It was you, Carl. Um, I can never remember the little guy's name. I remember he had camouflage shorts on. You told, me his, you told me his name one time, and I forgot too many blows to my head over my 54 Did he years. work at the shop? 
No, just someone that was along. Yeah, he was. Ride. A, yeah, he was. A, he was one of your friends. Hmm, maybe it'll come back to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that got me hooked. You guys were like, sucked me in right from the start. You pretty much went on most shop rides for a bunch of years after that. Oh, probably fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And we had a lot of awesome road trips. I remember our first road trip. <laughs> Bootleg Canyon. That was awesome. <laughs> In my Suburban. Yep. Me, you, and Carl. I think we had six bikes. I don't know how many. I, I don't think we brought any clothes. Maybe a, maybe a set of riding clothes and a set of shorts to change into. But, yeah. We had a little restaurant adventure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... We're on this road trip, and Carl and I, Carl is a little bit younger than me, and this was, I was 24, so Carl only being a little younger than me, I think, was 22, which seemed like a big difference back then. Or maybe he was even 21. I remember yeah. so, I remember taking him to the bar on his 21st birthday, yeah. so maybe it was tw- 21. And uh, we had known Maxwell for not for just a few rides, and we were still pretty intimidated by him. And he was, you know, almost 10 years older than us or something. Yeah, and, I, I, I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. So I still wasn't sure if we, we were pretty wild, you know, and I, <laughs> I still wasn't sure if Maxwell was going to judge our lifestyle. And I remember after the ride, um, we had had a few beers and maybe some other fun stuff. And, uh, <laughs> Carl, I remember I was having a hard time. Um, so like right now I'm just sitting in a chair and, I remember I was having a hard time maintaining just sitting in a chair. Like I kept feeling like I was going to fall out of the chair. (laughs) And we're at dinner at the restaurant and I'm kind of pulling it off like Hunter S. Thompson style in my head, probably to Maxwell. I was like, I don't know, probably just a guy trying to stare and stay in a chair. (laughs) uh, I I haven't drank in, uh, let's see, Lacey's 26 now. So I haven't drank in 26 27 years, but I've never discouraged anybody from drinking, you know. Right. Maxwell. If you drink, I'll drive them home, whatever, take care of you. I always take care of my friends when they drink. And he can have a good time with you. And oh, yeah. He won't, he won't judge you, as it turns out. No. that We learned on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, we had, we've had some good times, man. That was cool. We Didn't we meet um, the guy who started Bootleg Canyon we on did. that trip? We um, did. Uh, he's Brett. no longer with us. He was Rest Brett. In peace, Brett. Uh, Tom, yeah, they Tomlinson. Were, yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. They um, were riding, and we were riding, and and uh, yeah, we talked to him for probably ten, fifteen minutes. He told us to get out, get out there on the mother trail. I yep. think, and I think we did. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I wonder if that. Tra- I have. I don't think I've been to bootleg since. Mother's still there. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yep. Boy Scout. Yeah. Armageddon. Some good trails. Some of the downhill trails are fun. Yeah. Ginger, gnarly. Ginger, gnarly. gnarly. I had, so, I'd probably known you guys for almost a year then because I had my iron horse hollow point when we did that trip. Right. But I think that was where we showed you our true selves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) when we got, yeah. That that was somewhere around there was and about the point that we we actually all became like friends like right and yeah. those were good chimmies yeah. by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little a little Mexican restaurant that's yeah. no longer there but they were good 
we used to seek them out. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. Um, did you say you hadn't been back to bootleg since then? Because I think that's not true. No, I think I have. Yeah, you have because there yeah. was the Elrod trip. Oh, yeah, the Elrod. Yeah, we did Outer Bike. That was wild as well. Yeah. <laughs> he just finished Inter-bike. my tile, by the way. Tactical tile. Shout out to Tactical yeah, Tile. Yeah, Tactical Tile. <laughs> yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> All right. So if you want high-end tile in Orange County or the area, greater area from someone who Maxwell loves... Tactical tile. Yeah, Joel Rod. And he rides. Yeah. <laughs> Another good friend. Um, so, I mean, you're kind of one of your kind of claims to fame is your legendary road trips. We had that great Phoenix road trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I um, mean, it took uh, Sanjay before he went to India his first time. Uh, I was looking for a commuter bike. Sanjay gave me the Pujo that he had hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, bought the Pujo in Canada, and pedaled it up to Alaska and rode it back down. But before he was going to India, he gave me that bike with the um, the payoff was going to be for me to take him on a road trip. So me and him and Shackle did a uh, California-Oregon road trip. That one was legendary. That I was wished am- I could have gone on that one. That yeah, one sounded awesome. That was amazing. You were missed, man. Yeah, that was uh, that that was good. I'm sure that there were some sweet one-liners. Oh man, <laughs> these guys. We we got done riding. Um, I can't remember the sand, uh, sand. Sandy Ridge. Sandy Ridge. We went. We rode Sandy Ridge all day. We went to a local pizza place that was remodeling. Um, or they were selling. They were selling out. Anyways, they were switching owners. So we were talking to the new owners while the old owners are training them. We're freaking hungry. They had no booze for the guys. So the guys go down the street, to uh, down the, the hallway to the liquor store. They buy the booze, and they come back, and we're eating pit pizza, and they're drinking beer. It gets late. They, uh, we're talking to a homeless guy uh, because there was a... Uh, Shelter right next to it. Um, and his dog loved us, by the way. All dogs love Sanjay. And Rosie didn't love your Sanjay at first. Oh, Oliver bar- Oliver still barks at Sanjay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. San- Sanjay can be scratching Oliver's ass, and he's still growling and barking at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. But uh, uh, we ended up going back to our campsite, which was just off the beaten path next to a creek. Well, big creek. Shackle throws down $100 and tells Sanjay, I bet you won't jump in the creek. I was like, bad decisions, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's an expensive choice. Oh, man. He did it. I have no doubt. Yeah. I, I, I told, so, I, well, and, he over, and Shackle overpaid as well. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Would, I would venture to guess that Shackle could have had what was had for $5. Oh, probably. Yeah. Or maybe some like some beer. half a leftover yeah. burrito. Yeah, half a leftover burrito probably would have done it. <laughs> like a ha- half of a package of hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. We've had some good road trips. I went on a road trip with you, sort of. We met at Gooseberry, remember? Yes. With Jake yeah, and you, Katie you, and the baby. Yep. Yep. They were, uh, you guys were all there, and Shackle and I were on our way to Colorado. That's right. Yeah. That was after an interbike one Yeah. Year. Yeah, that was fun. 
I had never ridden that loop that we did that day. We did a big Grafton, loop. Grafton Mesa. Right, yeah. I, I didn't yep. ride Grafton Mesa. Oh, that trail was so much fun. That was maybe we should go back out there. Oh yeah. Were there any legendary moments on your Maxwell Gooseberry trip? Because there were on mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was well, you made tame. you made me a good coffee out of that. Uh, what is that? The thing? Aeropress. Aeropress. That's right. That was amazing. I had just bought that. Yeah. yeah. It passed my test. That yeah, was good. That right. was good stuff. Oh, the guy who was hucking the road gap. That was pretty notable. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And um I have photos of that. That was at the uh Was that a goose? Oh, that that's right. We were po- mm-hmm. we were pedaling around the bottom of Grafton. Yep. That was nuts. Yeah, he was it was like Red Bull Rampage style. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge. He was going huge. This huge gap. I'll post a photo, maybe. That is we, pretty much the Red Bull area. Yeah, yeah we went and we pedaled that around. Remember on our on our way back from Moab, the bottom of Grafton, the bottom of Grafton, and then we kind of couldn't figure it out, and we went and shuttled some other stuff. Yeah, but on there, Joel and I from Tactical Tile were talking the other day <laughs> about. <laughs> he doesn't sponsor he doesn't even know we're doing this but uh, <laughs> Joel and I were talking the other day about how the gooseberry trip we did with Maxwell was one of the most legendary <laughs> and this was probably our what our second trip that so was our second the tradition road trip. back then was every year when Maxwell took a vacation we had pretty much shut down the shop and go with him yeah <laughs> so um we went to gooseberry and well, two two things come to my mind right away that we have to get through. But, <laughs> I mean, I think you jumped from one rock to another. Yeah. I, I fractured my heel. So there was this <laughs> there was this kind of island pinnacle thing that was maybe, what, three, four feet away from main? From, like, it wasn't very far. It, it was just far enough to be super sketchy away. <laughs> like, it, like, you couldn't just step, really. You right. had to jump. Yeah. And um, I don't know, a, a few far enough down that it doesn't matter. Yeah, like breathtakingly far down in between. <laughs> like I, I won't get venture to say if it was hundreds or thousands of feet, but it was no, a I lot. Don't know. It, it was hurt. It probably you probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have hurt. It was that high. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, falling doesn't hurt anyways. It's hitting the ground that ah <laughs> kind of <laughs> gets your attention. You know. Uh, I'd have been like Wiley Coyote, a big cloud of dust. This <laughs> reminds me that we're gonna have to rewind to how you got your name later. But uh, <laughs> so, Crash, Crash Maxwell, tell us, <laughs> you jumped from one rock, rock to another, and you chipped your heel on the landing. I cracked it. Yeah, and I didn't know. You were it. wearing like sketchy SPD shoes, probably, and they were. Out uh, and, what was it? The Azonic Speeders. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, my um, special parts were in my throat at that moment when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> my special parts kind of went in my throat whenever I had to try and find a way back, and you well, put this <laughs> rickety piece of wood on there and say, here, crawl across this. I was like, no, man. <laughs> so Maxwell's out on this island. Like, let's just call it like a good four feet from safety, and he's got. An in, a clear injury, and he can't really like get a good start and jump across it. 
and we're like trying to make, I'm trying to make a bridge across, and Maxwell clearly has is not having anything to do with my <laughs> sketchy bridge, which probably is good. I think he ended up Maxwell Maxwelled yeah. up and just jumped. Yeah, I jumped back across. Yeah. <laughs> and probably and rode we, for the rest of the weekend too. And we 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 pedaled back to the camp. No, I didn't ride the next day. You didn't? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. No. Didn't ride the next day, but we got back. Um I went to an urgent care. They told me that, oh, it's just we'll just call it a heel bruise. I was like, okay, so I worked the whole week limping around at work, and the supervisor told me that I had to go back and get a doctor's note saying that I was clear to work, and they x-rayed it again and said, oh, your heel is fractured. I was like, oh. Do you shit. have that picture still of jumping from Oh, water? yeah. Yeah, it's on it's on Facebook. I, I just remember that. you saying, like, it's just jumping from one rock to another. <laughs> 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 I would say that's become just part of my lexicon, and it's like a, um, it's one of those kind of um, like it's just a it's a story for when something seems like it should be easy, but it's actually like perilous and gnarly. <laughs> well, that that was our first ride down East Horse Thief, and Nathan was responsible for that. Yeah, yeah, that was gnarly. East, up up uh, and over and back up and over. Yeah, I think there was some. Uh, Del Taco burritos that fueled that that were caught in the morning. <laughs> Those were some good green burritos. <laughs> if you don't know that a green burrito six hours later and warmed up, rewarmed slightly in your Camelback is good, then it's, oh yeah, I apologize that you haven't lived. <laughs> All I remember is coming around. We were on the uh, climbing back up. East Horse Leaf was gnarly rad. I mean, ruts that would swallow a Volkswagen. Um, Nathan was on his Azonic. Tani, I can't remember what bike you were. You on your, uh, your I'm voodoo? I'm not going to let you move on from Gooseberry yet. Oh, yeah, Gooseberry. we haven't talked oh, yeah. about the dead horse yet. <laughs> and also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell, this, tell the dead horse story, Maxwell. <laughs> and then tell us how you got the name Crash. And then you can tell us about Up and Over and the the. Um, we got too many stories, man. The so-called V... <laughs> v rut. So so we're all we're all you guys that was a uh it was the second day I think. No, you know what? It was the first evening. Had to be So it was all day the first day they were running those horses up and down yeah, the road. Yeah. Because so I was young, still I wasn't hobbling yet. I would call them some like some young bucks from Utah. Yeah. They they were asses. Anyways, um they had uh, run one of their horses to death, no. and yeah. it keeled over, right? Like seriously, in, in the mouth of our campsite. Oh yeah, yeah. It was right, right in front of it, twenty feet from the tents or something. So, I, I, I said I'm going to go down there and tell those. Well, guys. Well, they, they were taking off. They were leaving yeah, they, it there, and they yeah. left their dog. Yeah. Stop it. These were yeah. bad. These were bad young cowboys. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were not uh, cowboys by any. Oh right, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, bad people in cowboy attire. Right. Yeah. Um, jugheads. I got a better name for them, but I probably shouldn't say it on here. But anyways, we were I, angry. I w- Yeah, it made me a little upset. And, and so they're ru- they're blazing down. If you've been to Gooseberry, they're blazing down the fire road 
taking off in their truck, pulling a horse trailer, and we're chasing them on bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, and we got them to stop. (laughs) 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 I got them to stop. (laughs) And uh, told them, I said, "You you guys know you're going back to get that horse, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I said, no. Oh, wait, before I went down there, I told you to hold my glasses. Well, we were, we were within hearing range of them, and we were arguing because you're like, hey, Walling, hold my glasses. And I'm like, hey, Maxwell, if they're going to get broken on you, they're going to get broken on me. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are sitting here <laughs> listening to us argue about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> That so was, we went back. To, we went down there. Maxwell pretty much talked him into coming and picking up their dad. They they cut a rope around the leg of the horse and dragged it, it away. Dragged it away. Yeah, it was pretty. Ups- it was highly upsetting. Yeah, I wasn't happy with those young guys. Yeah, that was gnarly. Oh, you got to almost got to see old Maxwell. You've been around a few times when you almost got to see old Maxwell. That's the only one I can think of. Uh, there was one time we were pedaling around. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and what's his name? was? He's uh, a fan of the show, too, so he's probably going to hear this. Uh, I don't care. Uh, he he was like he was like he wanted to give you some shit. And I told him he needed to stand down or he's going to get hurt. I said, man, you just need to go away. She was like, why? I said, you don't need to talk to Tani. You're talking to me. Go away. To clarify, that was a, uh, my. There was one of the only. I was in the midst that, of a divorce with my children's yeah. mom, and he was, and this essentially unhappy customer was putting that in my face as like an insult. Yeah, and that he was trying to get under rightfully your skin. pissed my friends off. Yeah, he he was trying to get under your skin. He got he under brought, mine. He was instead. bringing up my ex-wife in the midst of a divorce as part of a customer complaint. So, and not because she had been part of any of his experience. I mean, because he had been like stalking me, yeah. not because he had met her or seen her or like saw me fighting with her or something like that. Yeah, he almost got hurt. <laughs> yeah, Maxwell, you're right. That was another time I almost saw the old Maxwell. Yeah. The one who ran through a brick wall. Yeah, I, used to, I did that a couple of times. Block walls. <laughs> yeah. And we're not going to get through this night without talking about the Samoans either. But <laughs> how did you get your nickname? Oh, man. Uh, from riding with you guys. So my theory was always to ride with people better than me. And, and the guys with the path were clearly better than me riders. And uh, we'd go ride the, the, the steeps in Laguna. And I'd watch you guys ride something. I was like, oh, I can do that. But sometimes you would do it when we hadn't ridden it. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you like I, to just I, find ledges and hug off them. That I would kind of be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty good at being the guinea pig. But I would crash. Usually the, there'd be a cloud of dust. Yeah, sometimes the ground dust, would shake. Uh, a wow, a shoot man. Yeah, and then I'd I'd pick my bike up and carry it back up and try and ride it again. And I would either ride it. Or get tired of crashing. <laughs> and we'd move on. Sometimes it seemed like each crash you would get a little more excited. Yeah. <laughs> like well, played, like a pit bull, you know, like the, a little bit of pain sometimes just makes them happy and like... Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm still like that, man. That's still... I mean, they play football long enough and, and, and you miss the contact and then you start mountain biking. 
and you figure out, man, if I can hit the ground hard enough, it's like hit, getting hit by a linebacker. I hit a tree in Oregon <laughs> during the, the during the um, Ben Big Fat Festival. Is that what it was called? Big Fat Tour. The Ben Big Fat Tour. I was trying to make a cutoff. There was nobody else around me, and and I'm on my Kona hoss, hardtail, hauling ass, at least it felt like it was, and a tree jumped out in front of me, just like a linebacker. Man, I hit that thing so hard, and my bike kept going, and I didn't. (laughs) I was a little upset that nobody got to see it. Did you see the yellow flash that time? No. You're, no, the one who, I, you're the one who pointed that out to me. And oh, then when yeah. it happened to me, I was like, oh, yeah. That, Maxwell told me about this. The big yellow flash. Yeah. It's usually pro- it's probably a concussion right there. No, I've never had a concussion. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you should read up on modern science's theory on concussions. Yeah. <laughs> they say now that if someone kind of chest thumps you, you're getting a mild <laughs> concussion. <laughs> that never been knocked out either, which wow. is surprising. That is. Uh, but... Um, yeah, big yellow flash. So for Val, the big yellow flash comes from playing football. And back when I played football, you could actually use your head. Some people call it getting stunned. Oh, yeah, get, getting stuck, getting or getting, stung, your, bell, getting, getting your, bell your bell rung. rung. Uh, they definitely oh, yeah. say now that if you got your bell rung, that was a concussion. Yeah, the they're way. wrong. Ah! <laughs> Maxwell is kind of like the, um, the, the good side of CTE. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the, CTE goes right, yeah. <laughs> so if you if you go helmet to helmet with somebody hard enough, you you get to experience the big yellow flash. It's wild. It's freaking wild. So I've I've done that on my mountain bike. You know, I did it on Maple Springs whenever I uh, landed on my head, um, trying to do the little drop uh, there at the trailhead. There's a picture of that somewhere, too. That's a great picture. You're yeah. like, you are riding the face of that brick block or like river rock wall straight down into the side, yeah. into, into the parking lot. And my hands are still on my bars. Yeah. <laughs> I had just bought that. You were riding it like it was a, a, dr- a big thing. Well, roller. I was going to do a wheelie drop for Lacey. So, so, the, so the little story on this is that. Lacey was her first year trying to do the county coup. It was, uh, she was 11, and she didn't make the cutoff at the bottom of the motorway. So I'm trying to make my little girl feel okay. You know, it's okay. It, you know, you still had fun riding. Oh, look. You I still w- rode further than almost any other 11-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got up on the, on the little grassy area by the oak tree, and the grass was a little longer than our expected to uh what's that thing called the curb the the retaining wall yeah so i was pedaling across the grass and i was going to just do wheelie drops because wheelie drops were big back then tuck into flat free riding and i was going too slow and i pulled my front tire up and my back tire hit that curb of that retaining wall and i went i went over my bar so fast onto pavement oh yeah straight on my head right on the top i was lucky i hit right on the top the crown. Yeah. And I had just bought, uh, what are the helmets we used to wear all the time? The, the Giro Zen. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably saved my ass. That was the head. first helmet I knew of that was had good venting and wasn't stupid heavy. Yeah. But still had some back of the head coverage. The yeah. Occipital. Yeah, it was good. I think I said that right. Nathan gives me the nod. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have one upstairs. Do you really? Yeah. A Zen? Whoa. Man. So, let's see. So, t- g- give us just a quick rundown on stuff you've broken, like bike bikes and bike parts. Um, okay, so there was you the... Broke the Jamista car. I broke the Dakar. You probably broke the warp before that. I did break the warp. Uh, I moved on to the hollow point. Iron Horse uh, hollow point. I, I had... Horse link. I was having a... Sh- oh, look at that thing, man. Oh. It looks so... Um, it's actually more modern than I thought it was going to look to me. I thought it was going to look less modern than it does. But but considering how much rear coverage I thought it had back then, it doesn't have very much. That was a lot for back then, though. This was the precursor. Yeah, that has more. Yeah. What was the precursor called? The semi. Right, the semi. That's such a horrible name. Yeah. It's one of the worst names ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I mean, depend. I guess everything's context. It's a bad name for a mountain bike helmet. <laughs> <laughs> It's great for comedy. So, so with the Iron Horse, uh, I was having shifting issues. So Carl was trying to figure out the shifting issues. I had twisted the rear triangle. So it's tough to have it shift good when your frame yeah. is behind itself. <laughs> so that was the end of that. So that brought on my first Kona. I love Kona bikes. Kona bikes are the best. That was one of the questions I had for you yeah. was the Kona ambassador origin story yeah that was uh that so was my first kona my first kona was a kona bear that you had in the shop what year do you think that was oh it was 2000 and 2001 2003 no 2003 i think they were calling them the the um dog already i think you're they right. had to change it they had to change it to the dog because the marin bikes already had a bear so the bear was a, a stoutly built short travel trail bike. Yeah, it was four-inch travel. But it was stout. Oh, yeah. I did some things with that bike that probably weren't supposed to be done. Did you break it? I did. I broke it in Moab on the diving board. <laughs> Which part broke? <laughs> the uh, chainstay. How many rims do you think you tacoed in between those three bikes breaking? Well, for our, our, our bootleg story, um, I was riding the Oaks and coming down... Um, what did we used to we used to call Bobcat? Uh, well, we we used to call Hawk Bobcat or Bobcat Hawk. Or... Right, that's what it is. Yeah, it was Bobcat. <laughs> we used to call Hawk Bobcat. So I tacoed I tacoed the rim, but that so... was next to Taco. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you tacoed your rim on yeah, Bobcat. I was, I was using Hawk. Rhino lights. Then yeah, that was one of our go tos for like bruisers yeah. like you. Yeah. I, I I had to walk back to the shopping center because it wouldn't spin through my forks. But that was the evening before we were supposed to go to Bootleg Canyon. And um, who built me the rim? Somebody built me a rim that night. Might have been Carl. Somebody probably. Built, somebody it built, would have either probably been me or Carl. Yeah. So one of you guys built me a wheel so we could go on our road trip. Yeah. But, uh, um, and let's see. Carl and I used regularly would be doing something to either one of our bikes or someone else's <laughs> till like midnight the night before a road yep. trip. That was a thing. That was a, that was always we a good thing for me. So uh, then what happened? Oh, you were tacoing rims. Yeah, rims. Um, so I never broke my coiler. I didn't break that one, Kona. And, and this was before the coiler became weird. 
Right. It was actually the it was actually their five inch uh burly free ride bike. I had one of those. Yeah. I had like a fourteen and three quarter inch bottom bracket. You had the coil air. I did. You had the green one. Yeah. So and going back on that Which was the same frame with an air shock. Yeah. Um I remember I bought Carl's Stinky. That was my first Stinky. It was 2004. So your coiler was the first thing you didn't break. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I haven't broken a... Well, okay. I take that back. I broke. I just broke my explosive. Cracked it. I didn't break it. I cracked it. The uh, seat stays on After it. how many years? Oh, that was four. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty and good. Yeah, I was doing things to that bike on a hardtail that <laughs> you're not supposed to do either. Not really a rule follower. Uh-uh. <laughs> so by Stinky, remember we were building my Stinky. The Pinky Stinky? No, the, that the was predecessor to that. Yeah, that was after that. The 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 Stinky Deluxe. Yes. My John Deere green one. Oh yeah, that thing was rad. Yeah, we tried to put remember we tried to put a coil air on it. Uh coil uh what was a DHX air? The Fox Shock. That that shock was a mistake on so many levels, not just for you, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we and I had a, a, a Marzocchi 66 light on it, so it was going to be actually the first Stinky Air before Kona had the Stinky Air. Yeah. And then they came out with the Stinky Air the next year. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and then, then you got into your dog leash era. Sorry, what else did you oh, break? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, Let's the, get the, into the, dog leashes, but first, what collar, else did you the, break? The, uh, the dog collar. We used to use dog collars. I think that was Winston's idea. So Maxwell would have always like a stinky or some big free ride collar. Oh, yeah. And with like a six, seven inch fork. And he would dog collar the yep. push it down. You push it down between the 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 crown and Wait, was the, it a dual crown fork? Is that how you did it? I forget. No. Oh no, just between the brake arch or the just the yeah. the lower leg arch and the actual crown, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just and, lower and drop your, it down and lower and and uh, what's that called when you drop your head? Down? Travel adjust. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a DT uh, DCTA. It was a dog collar travel adjust. Yeah, it's it has it's it had its own acronym. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't broken a Kona since, but I've had nothing but Kona. No, I take that back. What was that thing I had for? To replace my stinky, I bought a Corsair. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you broke that thing. No, I couldn't get it you to just, work right because yeah. it had that tunnel. The tunnel. Yeah, that yeah. thing was rad at hitting curbs, though. Yeah, it really was. It felt good. Uh, high, high, high. Did Sanjay's Sanjay's buddy was the designer of that bike? Pablo. Uh, Pablo. Yeah. Mad, mad genius, Trustafarian ripper. Yeah. Um. But after that, I, I... And I want to emphasize the mad genius part of that. Yeah. Because he was a mad genius. Are they still around? Corsairs? Far from it. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, certainly not under Pablo. I don't know where he is. Oh. I imagine that um, there's a trail of fun and destruction, though. <laughs> a broad wake. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at some point, because I always pedaled around such a big bike all the time... I was pedaling full suspension bikes around while all you guys were riding single speeds. Yeah. And I figured if I had to work that hard going uphill, I was going to have seven inches of travel for the down. Yep. Yeah. You did it. Um, then some, somewhere along the line, uh, I started having fun on hardtails. I can't remember. Um, 
I think the first one was a uh uh what's the what they're in BC they're they're Cove. Right. It was a Cove Stiffy. Was Another a, great name. Yeah. And that's what happens after they you have, have a semi, by they, the way. They, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I couldn't let that go. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, Hopefully Ben can still keep us not <laughs> PG we'll have on to that put one. the explicit label. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry about that. I just derailed the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your Cove's Diffy. You were getting into some hardtails. Yeah, and then Kona came out with the... Uh, they had the, the Haas, Haas. And then the Steely. And then I had an explosive, uh, the the cross-country explosive, the, the lighter steel frame. I can't remember. Um, it was nice, but <laughs> I could flex that thing when I pedaled it with flex. So I... I was rubbing the chain stays on my tires all the time. So I wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, then I got the Steely. I fell in love with the Steely, but it was too big. Remember that bike was too tall for me. Long seat tube. Yeah. High top tube. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, I at the moment, I have my Process 134, which I've beat the hell out of that poor bike for five years. Um. And my explosive, and I actually ride my explosive more than I ride my full suspension bike. And I think a pretty sweet Kona tattoo. No. no? You never got a Kona one? I didn't. Oh. I was going to get the, remember You this, were going to. I was going to get the Pseudopod uh, logo, um, the Kona uh, logo, and have the shop name put in it. Duty beat me to the path tattoo. Don't, don't let me forget, <laughs> I've got something for you in the garage. Oh. I like surprises, Nathan. Don't let me forget. Okay. So, somewhere along the line, I think one of your—I mean, you've done a lot of trail work, which I think is probably your greatest legacy. But one of your greatest legacies is the Push Kona. Yeah, I Push. was hoping we were going to talk about that. That's one of my favorite. Let, for lack of a better term, let's call it a grand fondo of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ride with friends. It was never an event. Uh, I never thought it was an event. I always just looked at it as a ride with friends, and I used to make the T-shirts in my garage, and they were always awesome. And they, 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 they I was always kind of proud of them. And um, then I stepped it up a little bit with the T-shirts at work. A, a guy that I used to work with was an artist, so he did the number uh, four shirts for us, and they were they were bitching. They, had, I mean, what was the first push of Kona, and for, what made you think of to do it? Okay, so. Uh, we were talking about the big ride um, that Lacey was the counting coup in the Vision Quest. Well, I had done two Vision Quests, and I did the counting coup with Lacey. And even back then, they were charging a lot of money. And um, for that amount of climbing, the only things we got to descend were Silverado Motorway, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's um, short, given the scope yeah. of the ride. Yeah. Uh, Holy Gym, which is fun also. And uh, more of a hiking trail, though. Yeah, and and Tribuco, which is rad. Tribuco is yeah, Tribuco is in my top five of a Santa Ana's. Um, so I got to thinking, man, and I was always doing it on heavier bikes than everybody else. 
So I, I was just like, that's how I, that's how I rode. I, I was never into light parts <laughs> because I always break them. You would. <laughs> we weren't into selling you light parts. No. Because you would break them. Yeah, never. Yeah. You guys never. Uh, yeah, I always got good uh, recommendations for what would last. Well, but, I think you were one of our initial core of people of just kind of destructo customers that would help oh, yeah. us. Which really helped guide us on how to help people like that, which ended up really playing out well for us. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot bigger guys than me riding mountain bikes. But uh, I, I think my lack of finesse is, is uh, lack of finesse and what's the other thing? Uh, um, self-preservation. I think it's mostly the latter because you really have quite a bit of finesse for a big <laughs> oaf oh, like you. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just finessed my way down that rock You're pile. pretty agile. <laughs> you may, it may not be your... It may not be your go-to mindset. <laughs> uh, but for for Pushikona, um, there were six. Of, there were seven of us. The first Pushikona, it was Joel and Ock and Bill. Bill, me. That's four. Um, Winston, Serge. Did you do number one with us? I can't remember for sure. I don't think you did because I think Ock rode your coiler. Hmm. But the rule was that there couldn't be any bikes under 35 pounds. So Wait, was it 35? 35 or 30? At first oh, it was, uh, the first one was 35. 35, okay. Yeah. But I bumped it down because <laughs> yeah. everybody would have had to have been buying new bikes <laughs> right I need a heavier bike for this yeah. ride I'm doing well remember the tubes remember the uh, yeah some the, people put heavy tubes some well, people I had I had a set of solid rubber oh, that's beach right. cruiser tubes and I would bring my scale to the ride <laughs> and we'd weigh the bikes and whoever had the lightest bike was, was supposed to put the tubes in their bike to make their bikes heavier <laughs> and uh that was one one year. Garrett Singerland showed up, and my pack weighed more than Garrett's bike. <laughs> oh man! God. I just realized oh, that we also have to talk about your pack tonight. <laughs> 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 but push a Kona, push a Kona. I, I would say, um, when when Celia Potts, uh, she worked for WTB at the time. And um, she came out to do the ride. I met her at uh, uh, Prescott. What's that? What's that ride in Prescott? Their fifty-mile ride, Whiskey Fifty. So Nathan's I met Seal at the ride. Whiskey Fifty. Yeah, I met her at the Whiskey Fifty, <laughs> and I invited her to come out um, because she recognized my path jersey. She goes, "Oh, I'm the WTB rep for the path." So, uh, anyways, long story short, my ride never really became an event until Seal came out with a crap load of swag. I mean, she had tires. She had uh, water bottles. I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of the real thing now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I still got a picture of her coming down Bell Ridge, and, and the smile on her face was just amazing. Yeah, and for listeners that don't know, Bell Ridge is pretty gnarly. 
Yeah, times. it has some good. Yeah, some good spots. Going up, it's hard. Remember when you carried my bike? Yeah, I carried <laughs> your bike up the hike a bike. That's when didn't we do Jaeger that day? It right? was so that, no, no, we Bell, did Bell, Bell, and it was like a yeah. hundred degrees. Yeah, it was July. I don't yeah. know why we were doing it that time of year. It was <laughs> so hot. <laughs> why are we eating here? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, number 10 was actually supposed to be the last one. That was my, uh, that was supposed to be it. That number 10 was two days. Um, Is that the only one that was multi-day? Yeah, that's the only one. Well, it had to be because uh, I don't know, maybe Carl and Larissa, well, Larissa for sure. Carl, I'm pretty sure too, um, could have finished it in a day. But I don't see any of the rest of us. What was that route? (laughs) All the trails. Everything. Oh, we're not. We can't. We're not even going to talk. Oh yeah, about we can't. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it ended up being. I think it was 107 miles and 24, a little over 24,000 feet of elevation. Okay, gain. listeners, get out a pen. Mm-hmm. Trail, uh, trail names up. Oh, okay, <laughs> so the first day was um, up Tribuco, down Jaeger, up Holy Jim. Down Coldwater, up Indian Truck Trail, back up Upper Holy Gym, um, down Joplin, and back to O'Neill. Okay. And I think that was, uh, I can't remember mileage-wise on it, but it was, it was pretty brutal. So I didn't finish either, the, I didn't finish either day. I didn't, I didn't beat you, my own monster. You, your eyes were bigger than your legs. Yeah. But I was the only person that rode both days that didn't finish it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Honorable so, distinction. So, yeah. <laughs> so nobody else rode both day. Nobody else rode the two days. Yeah. Other than the four that finished it. Nice. So, yeah. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. So I, I mean, sat at the top of cold water trying to talk myself into dropping it. And, and I don't know if any of you, I know you guys have ridden cold water. But you could see Indian Truck Trail from the top of Coldwater. Oh. <laughs> I, I was like, man, do I really want to drop down there and climb back up? <laughs> so that's like a roughly 3,000-foot descent with like a roughly 3,000-foot climb. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not a, well, no, it's more, it's more than 3,000-foot climb because you got to pass. Oh, yeah. right. Just back to the point you're at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just back, back to up. the point you're at. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and the downhill's not a clean downhill. There's work. It's oh, not, yeah. It's not, there's, it, there's uphill, little it's, sharp it's, ridges. Oh, it's a sand There's some little climbs, but also it's work just to clinch your butt that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stand upright in the steeps. But, uh, um, and then day two. So day two was, um, see if I can remember, uh, up the wash, up West Horse Thief. Down East Horse Thief, um, up to Los Pinos, down Los Pinos, back up San Juan, and then back down Bell Ridge was day two. So day two was definitely the hardest. Yeah. I've done, I think, two, maybe three. My favorite one that I remember was probably eight-ish, Pushcone eight-ish. I think we went, I think... I think we did like East Horse Thief East, yeah, and it was Bell East, yeah. and one other thing. No, we did um, East. I Yeager. just remember the descent. It was East. It was uh, up West Horse Thief, down East Horse Thief. Um, 
Up to Jaeger, down Jaeger, back up Tribuco, down Bell Ridge. That was a fun day. Yeah, that was a it good was hard, day. It was hard, but it yeah. was a fun day. And yeah, it was a lot was of good, good camaraderie. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to do something like that again someday. Well, we don't know. have to call it a push Kona. That I mean, we were you retired co- it. Well, yeah. Kind, yeah, kind of. When, still, but, when was the last but year? But that doesn't mean we can't have long rides. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last one was number 13, and it was three years ago. Well, would be three years in uh, this coming. December 2019 will be three years. Did I do it that year or try to? I can't remember. With Auk. You did. And Josh. You did. Was that um, the last one? You did. You did. Yeah, I think because I did the last one and Auk was riding with me. Okay. So this might have been 12. Yeah, the, that I think I was there for the last one. I think it was up Tribuco, down Jaeger, up. Um, Holy Jim. Holy Jim down Joplin. Joplin. Yeah. Yeah. And it I was, was riding it, with Auk and Chris Heinrich. Yeah, it was it was an easier day for a Pushikona, but it was still still a big mean, day. It was so it was so much fun. I had a lot of good feedback from that one because it was like everybody was telling me, "Okay, that was that was a route that everybody could do without worried about dying." Yeah, yeah, this it was fun. Kind of bums me out because a lot of those trails we don't know when they're coming back and what they're going to look like after the fire. Yeah, I unfortunately I haven't been up there yet uh i've got friends who have been to yaker and uh they said it may never come back right to, yeah All mesa still trees the mesa yeah, the mesa is still there and the mesa is growing ferns or again already oh well that's good news because they yeah. can spread slowly from there at least yeah yeah so but the big trees the big trees are probably all gone do we know. do we get poodle dog bush down here is we that do. something we have to watch out for yeah yeah uh, yeah, it's ugly. It's it's similar to poison oak for a lot of, for a lot of people. They so, have, they have a lot of it in the same gates. Same gates. Yeah. yeah. I've fires. heard it's worse than yeah. poison oak. I haven't had it, but yeah. I, I've heard so many scary stories about poodle dog. I mean, I would go stomping through poison oak doing trail work. It doesn't make any difference. I'll itch for two weeks and it's none. Um, but the poodle dog brush, I hear it's nasty. I I'm only learning it. about this. What yeah. does it do to you? Uh, bl- uh, more blisters. Does it do something to your? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think Val's our resident ex wildland fireman <laughs> firefighter. <laughs> sure we didn't have poodle purple poodle or whatever up north though. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but, but yeah, I've heard of it down here. It's a weird bush that comes back down here after fires, and it's a particular nuisance. It's very pretty. It grows these long purple flowers on it. It kind of looks like marijuana like it's like a yeah. sticky yeah. goopy and it smells kind of like it too yeah but if you get it on you don't get yeah. it on you yeah you might be smoking a lot of marijuana if you get it on you <laughs> is it is it is it the same toxic agent as like poison oak and poison I, ivy like you're a shawl or whatever no i think it's more like a mechanical like barbs uh, like micro barbs something like that sweet well it's not as it's not as cool as stinging nettle because i got stinging nettle up there riding in um washington with bill uh-huh. that stinging nettle's fantastic man <laughs> it just <laughs> shoot man like, wow it's like it stings for a few minutes and then it's and then it seems to be done i didn't get a rash or anything i was like oh this is cool it's like riding through the wild artichokes down here 
It's like three shoot man wows and you're done. Thistle, yeah. I always see everybody tucking their elbows in going through the thistle. It's like, what's the matter with you guys, man? It just stinks for a second. (laughs) Tough guy. Nah. Tougher than most. Before we leave Pusha Kona, what year was it that the Kona guys came? So that was for number 10. That was 10. Yeah, that was number 10. Kelly and... um, uh, Did Mandel make it for that one? No. Okay. Chris didn't make it... um, but there, but the uh, was he was Ian? he was Kelly's boss that, from Washington. Okay, I I saved his card. I can't remember. Oh, man, I would have killed myself. It I can't remember his Ian. name. Kevin Noble. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Yep. Kevin. So they did uh, the Tribuco Jaeger part of it. They started late with the every, with the fast guys. Us slow people started before the sun come up. But uh. uh yeah, they did the Tribuco Jaeger part, and they they were done. They said we're going to go back up again and back down. I said, yeah, mm. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I was with Brian. We just went out there and rode for fun, and we yeah. ran into them and finished with them. Yeah, yeah, and then they stopped. Was was that when you guys saw the fabled but not actually happened carbon one thirty four? Yes. Yes. That yeah. never. That never. That was a good looking saw- bot prototype. Yeah. Yeah, that one never saw the light of day for some. Something, something. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that was interpersonal Kona drama, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) But it existed, but didn't exist. Yeah. In the sneaker world, it'd be like unreleased Jordans or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's like if two of your really good friends, like, have a baby, but then break up and put it up for adoption. (laughs) (laughs) That's my perspective on that. (laughs) And you liked the baby, you know? (laughs) You thought it was cool. You were hoping to see more of it? (laughs) Shout out, Mandel. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. So, yeah, push a coda. I think it's awesome. I thought it was... I. As far as fun events that I've ever done, most recently, Gorilla Gravity put on an event in Angel Fire where it was a scavenger hunt on a ski resort. Oh, so it's a downhill nice. race where you had to you had to collect all the stickers, and it was and it was like figure out your way down, connect the trails, do whatever you need to do. First one, <laughs> first one back with all the stickers wins, <laughs> and uh, that was really fun. But close in the mix, first and second mixing around or pushikonas. Yeah. As far as fun events. And I've done some a lot of events. It, it was always good. It was always good uh, because I've met so many people through mountain biking, you know? Yeah. And everybody would come out for that. I think the most people I had was the year uh, we had the um, fires. Uh, I don't think it was the Silverado fire. It might have been. But that was the year that we couldn't do it up in the Santa Ana's. So I did it as a park ride, and somebody put it on SDR, and, uh, oh, when's Pushikona, Maxwell? I was like, oh, shit. I think we had 75 people showed up for that ride. We could probably do a whole show just on SDR. Oh, God, yeah, probably. For the listeners that don't know, yeah. SDR was a local message board that was legendary at the time. Yeah. I met a lot. I actually have to give it credit. I met a lot of friends through that. Uh, yeah, a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few enemies. <laughs> maybe a few enemies. Yeah. No, but in, in all seriousness, 
it was a, a thriving community with all the accoutrements, including drama and fu- like. Mm-hmm. To, I would say overall to the better. Like it was mostly funny. Yeah, it was very funny, and for the most part, no one was like getting doxxed or threatened or yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, those were the good ones. I miss message boards. It's a weird thing. Ah, it's we like got Facebook. Board. Yeah, soon, soon we maybe won't miss that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, email lists. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Pushikona was uh, yeah. It it was it was uh, one of the mornings. I always feel loved. I, I have so many people around that I've met through mountain biking that I always make me feel probably more special than I am. No, you're pretty but, special. But <laughs> no, I think like short bus special. You really <laughs> can we say that again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> a schoolie, I'm schoolie special. Well, you're special in every possible way. But <laughs> <laughs> where were we? <laughs> Right. But it was it was one morning that um, uh, I could I could stand up and say hi to all my friends all at the same time. You, you know? know why you feel special because that's what you put out there. You smile. Your smile is big and genuine, and your your passion is strong, and and it rubs off on people around you, and it feels good, and then they want to give that back to you. Uh, wow, <laughs> that's my experience. No, it's totally true. No, you guys are going to make me weep up. <laughs> um, and I've seen you stay positive in some pretty tough situations. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, it's easy to be positive when everything's going your way. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it's not. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And for me, it's not. But it's even harder when there's adversity. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it sounds like one of those bumper stickers, but, uh, you know, the, the the harder the shit you go through, the stronger you are, you know? Mm, there's lots of ways to say on that one. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things I always enjoyed about long rides. You know, I love the Santa Ana's. It breaks my heart that we lost so much of it. There's still a lot fire. of good. Tell us about your recent ride on um, Joplin. Oh, Joplin's Give us a Joplin show right now, man. It's yeah, it's brutal. Well, and, and I was on my hard tail, which probably didn't help any. But uh, you get down to the one section that is always kind of dirt and rocks, loose, you know. Um, it's after, it's before the old trees, and after the first couple of switchbacks, okay. uh, right where it starts to get kind of rocky. Yeah, and uh, all the dirt's gone. <laughs> They're nothing but big freaking sharp rocks, man. Weird. Yeah. Well, it's natural. Is that the part where there's kind of some exposure on the left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's like a rock on the right that you have to go around that wants to catch your handlebars. Uh. Yeah. It's just it's just before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just before that. It gets pretty brutal after that little rock too, <laughs> because the, the you go around that little rock and then you got the couple of little steps and then you go down. So Wait, what was a creek bed at one point? So it's that's changed from anything we've ever seen before. Oh no, we've seen it before. Okay. Yeah, it gets back to like like yeah. this natural after every big rain. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and then people on message boards going, oh, Joplin's ruined. It'll never be the same. It's like, what are you talking about? This is the way it's always been. Hopefully the same will be for Jaeger. Uh, I know that's a much more optimistic viewpoint. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to pick Tommy Sherman's brain on. Uh, he's the guy that built it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to pick his brain on. On some of the stuff he did, man, to... he's a legend trail builder. Yeah. we should oh, have yeah. him on this. Tom, if you're listening, we'd yeah. love to have you on. Or yeah. I would. Carl, Carl Bauer, get a hold of the worm. Um, he's the T in TK exit, right? I th- I, uh, no, wrong I, person. Yeah, Keith is the K. Keith is the K. No, I thought he was. We had that I think discussion. Nathan just wants to change the subject. Oh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. Uh, I've heard the word chasms used on used describing Jaeger right now. Chasms. Cha, uh, is it chasms? Some people say chasms. Oh, <laughs> could be chasms. That is like, uh, yeah, it's big slots. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, big enough, big enough um, that they got down in there, like across the trail, kind of slots. No, it, With it, it goes down in. Yeah, like the trail was an erosion channel. Yeah. Well, I guess the old bridge section. Um, you know, it always had that channel down through it. That's why the bridge was over it. Right. But I heard that's like deeper than it was before. So where we could ride that and go across and hike back up the other side, I guess it's a long ways down now. So you don't ride it. You have to climb down and then climb back up. The oh, other people side. have tried to kind of ridden it. We wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's riding it. Yeah. But uh, I've heard the Those bike was it, it was just a mistake. To, I know two runners, no, of two runners, that yeah. have gone and done it. Um, and the only reason I know is because they've taken pictures next to the bell. Hmm. So still there. That's cool. Oh yeah. So, so speaking of things that don't kill you, making you stronger. Tell, <laughs> us, tell us about your pack. Oh, how much does it weigh? Um, nowadays, it's it's probably fairly light. Now it's probably fifteen pounds. What was its high, heaviest moment? Oh, probably during a push cone. I'd pack all my food, and, and it was probably well. The one day it was heavier than Garrett's bike. So Garrett's bike was, um, I think he was on his nineteen pound single speed. And my pack was twenty seven. Nice, oh. yeah, something like that. And then um, because uh, I don't do well in the heat, right? So. I used to carry 200-ounce bladders in my pack during the summer when we'd go do Santa Ana rides. Well, Blair had two 200-ounce camelback bladders in the shop. I said, where did you get these? He goes, I ordered one for you, dude. I bought it right there on the spot. I still have it. I always wondered if there's some rule of diminishing returns on that where, like, if your pack... If you carry, how much water do you have to carry before it makes you need more water than how the much weight. you're carrying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, the weight bogs you down. Yeah, it's it's, it's making you sweat and slow down more yeah. than yeah. The time would allow. I've probably gone through that, but I've also been known to carry a full thermos of coffee too during the winter. Nice and donuts, oh. yeah, and a saw, and a saw. I always have my yeah. saw. I won't ride without my saw. 
I wouldn't ride without a saw either. I don't know what people are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember hearing a story. Someone broke a seat collar, and you dug into your pack and had a seat collar that fit their bike. It yeah, wouldn't fit your bike. It didn't bike. fit my bike. It fit, yeah, it was um, Hotchkiss. All, all your spare parts. Yeah, I had spare parts. I saw most of the spare parts that I would have like in a like a paper cup or something in my yeah. workshop. Think like a Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always used to carry four tubes before tubeless because I figured... you got a lot of pinch flats. But we used to pinch flat a lot. I, I don't ever remember coming down Joplin without us, at least somebody getting a flat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so four tubes, two for me, two for other people. <laughs> seat collars for other people. Seat collars, tools... Several hundred ounces. Derailleur, full derailleur. Ever a full derailleur? I never carried a full derailleur. Okay. Um, I regretted that one time on bis- on biscuits and gravy because I ripped my derailleur off my operator. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, with the saw, uh, I don't know who was the first person. I, I it was either Steve, Tim, or Keith. That had their saw in their pack, and we came across the down tree, and, and they were like, "Oh, I was like, that's brilliant." But I haven't ridden with without one since, you know. Unless we do something like Oaks, Oaks doesn't have any trees to clear, you know. So, that's a good uh, point. huh? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, I've cleared trees in Washington, in uh, Moab, in Oregon. Uh, in Utah, um, I think the funniest part was in, in Nevada. Uh, it was after the, uh, fierce tears and beers enduro. And, um, I was riding with Kelly Ernest the next day and a group ride. And it was me and Mike Hale and a couple of his friends and a couple of guys from out of town. We're coming down the trail, and um, I was the fourth one back. These guys were fast. Uh, and I got to them, and they were climbing over a tree that was down across the trail. And I said, what are you guys doing? Uh, tree's down. We're, we're going to climb over it. I, I whipped my saw out and said, why don't we just move it so the next people don't have to climb over it? And they were, like, they were all like, whoa. And one guy was actually an arborist. He was like, why didn't I ever think of that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Do you, is it the chainsaw pull style or like a folding? No, it's a folding saw. I like the friskers the best, okay. but not anymore. Uh, I forgot that I got a, um, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh at this, the name, the Silky Big Boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> that thing is amazing. Okay. Um, Sands has one of those uh, chainsaw ones. Like yeah. a hand chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. That, thing, that thing works really well. Uh, okay, and it's more packable. But to his credit, you got to have some kind of finesse and rhythm to use that thing. Ah, uh, he's a thinking. He's a thinker's man. Yeah, that stands. I mean, I just uh, I whip my silky big boy out and start <laughs> <laughs> start sawing away, man. And I get it. I don't done. care about the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> just get it done. All right. <laughs> Works for tree cutting. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, all right. So. 
that podcast? <laughs> we're we're hour buck and a half hour hour and a half. Right. Oh man, what time is it? It is seven fifty-five p.m. I mean, oh. I think we definitely have to have Mashwell back someday because we're barely scratching the surface. It should sure. be like quarterly. We should. <laughs> and Maxwell is like the Maxwell's one of us. He's Our, he's the ultimate path person that doesn't actually work at the path. Okay, so on the pocket, ignore the wrestling. Oh. <laughs> Russell, 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 Nathan's Russell. digging. Oh, uh, those are pseudopods. Pseudopod oh yeah, that's a glow in the dark. Yeah, those are sweet. Glow in the dark. I, I never knew what I was saving them for, but today was the today. Day. Oh yeah, I love were, you, man. <laughs> I really do. Those are new old stock pseudopod. Oh glows. man, <laughs> I. It just there had to be a reason for it. I I think the Kona pseudopod is is a marketing a stroke of marketing genius. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so were their names of all the bikes back then. Have we touched on that before? Well, the rumor is they're poop. Yeah, I thought it's all poop names. The Stinky, the... the Coiler. Coiler. The Jake the Snake. Yeah. The, the Explosive. Bear, the yeah. Dog. The Dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Caldera. Lava Dome, Cinder Cone. Yeah. The Blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Maybe it's the process. Maybe they're like, I got to go mean, do my process. <laughs> I don't know. It is I, process. might have kept I'm it in there sure. somehow. I'm pretty sure that was part of the, um, you know, that guy Mandel, he's a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. funny. Any parting shots or questions or comments? Um, I just got to say, I love you guys. You know, I, 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 I just walling. Well, have I known you now since 98, right? 20 years. Yeah. Half my life, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll say to this day, you and Carl are the reason I mountain bike. You know, my friend Andy got me into mountain biking, but you and Carl are the reason I mountain bike. And And with everybody else that's ever touched my life through mountain biking, I freaking, I love all you guys, too. Uh, well, there's a few of you that I've met through mountain biking. Uh, a, a bald, heavy set guy that yeah, I ever find him, I'm going to hurt him bad. <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention names. No names. Yeah. Well, yeah. We love you too. And the path loves you. And I love you. And I think the community loves you. And it's well deserved. And. For Nathan and missing Ock tonight, and with special God, miss thanks. miss Ock, man. Yeah, we'll see him soon. Yeah. Special thanks to Val and Maxwell. Cra- Crash Maxwell. Love the bike you ride. Oh, oh, oh. One more thing. One more thing. Uh, respect your trails during all this weather. Yes. Don't go jacking up the trails just Not because you're jonesing the ride. And also, uh, be available to do trail work, whether it's with Cher or the shop. I, I can even put t- together some trail work days. And uh, John Curley's planning. John Curley, yep. yeah, Non Dot Adventures. John Curley is the trail man. Him, Keith Eckstein. I learned everything I know from that man. It's a really you know. timely message. It's we we can't ride without trails. They need, they're more fun when they're well taken care of. Yeah, and it also helps us maintain access to them because we show that we're the stewards of the trails. Yeah. And Maxwell has definitely led by example. 
and we thank him for that. And we had a lot of work to do with all the rains we had this winter. And uh, once again, love the bike you ride.